Metcalf back on Purcell. Wow. The Australian taking it away. Metcalf just did not give up. Not his head back to the inside. Metcalf still holds him off. He doesn't care if Purcell's the points leader. He wants positions. And meanwhile, Jake Butler looking for his first ever overall win. And Andrew Carmelo across, and he gets it. Justin Bush a second. Jake Weimer wins. Searle. Dungey. Metcalf and Porcel. And we're out of breath in the high altitude. How is that? Mitch Payton's boys come through once again. Kawasaki has won every 250F race here. And Jake Weimer keeps the streak alive. What a race. We'll be back to talk to our winners after this. Stay tuned. A Pulp MX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Check your fight balls for Ryan Filipino. Dungey gets by for Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables presented by Maxxis Tires, Scott Goggles, and Pro Taper. Mathis and Weege revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Lee at Re-Raceables. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend, subscribe, all of that stuff. Uh, really talking about a cool race today on it. 2009 Lakewood National. Some called it the greatest race that year uh, on YouTube. It's the one. It's under the lights as well. So lots to get into when it comes to this race and uh, in the 2009 Motocross Series. Thank you to the folks at Liat. Uh, please check them out if you can. Liat.com for more information. Mountain bike gear, motocross gear, head to toe, safety gear, protection, all of that from helmets to pads to neck braces. They got you covered. They uh, they offer off. They also offer a discount if you email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. I'll pass it on to Liet, and they'll give you a deal. Liet stands for uh, different people who put their body on the line for the sheer enjoyment of it. This is what Liet offers as a brand. They make protective wear, helmets, goggles, riding gear, knee braces, boots, neck braces. What Liet really stands for is a promise of things to come. They are in the business of making sure you have the confidence and equipment to push yourself faster, harder, and further than you thought you could go. Visit them at liet.com. Thank you to those guys. Scott Goggles, Max's Tires, Guts, Decal Works, all on board with us as well. So we're going to have maybe a special guest or two to talk about 2009 Lakewood. But for now, uh, let's welcome in a couple of regular co-hosts here. First up from Racer X Online, the man called the action this night in Colorado, the Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, the night race. Dude, so when I rewatch this, I don't know if you did or not, but Emig is your partner, and I don't know if he had too much coffee or if he was just that excited, but he's just screaming over you. <laughs> he, I, I, it's weird. Uh, obviously, 2009, I remember doing the show. I don't remember like the difference between, hey, we did a national at night. Yeah. Like I've had the same basic schedule of these races for 15 years. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, maybe that was the case. Maybe you just I, thought I got to drink a bunch of coffee because it's a night race. But there were certain races, and Colorado has had a lot of them. Colorado is underrated as far as, like, crazy battles, mm-hmm. and usually in the 250 class. And, uh, yeah, some of the best, most high-energy shows I've done, a lot of them with Fro, Ye- but some with GL, and even David Bailey, I think, in 2010, if I remember right, uh, were this race. But I think a lot of it is, and it had it here. We have, like, six, seven-rider duels yeah. in the 250 class. You, It kind of pumps you up. He... He's just yelling over top of you. You're like, 
Can he get it back? And then he just goes, Weimer! Like, just, he's just, dude. <laughs> Fro I is, watched the highlights. I did, not, I did not watch the full thing. Fro no, I feel is like I missed out. into this. You got to watch it back. Because um, okay. he's a professional broadcaster. He's usually very good at speaking when it's his turn and all of that. And I do not remember Fro <laughs> being like this. But this race brought it out of him, man. Um, but it was a good race. As I said, it's listed on YouTube as the greatest race this season. Uh, and, 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 and you can, you could definitely understand that also on the line, this man picked this race to talk about. He's uh, done a lot of shows with us. He's got good reviews from you listeners. It's former pro racer, Seth Rarick. What's up, Rarick? How are you, man? Dude, I'm, I'm with Fro on this one. How can you control it when you're watching that live? Like <laughs> I was, that was me in my living room about an hour ago and the race is 14 years ago. I couldn't imagine trying to call that live. I'd be losing it too. In the second moto. It's six guys within 6.6 seconds. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. That's a really, really good race. And when, what did they, they're, they only did this twice, right? 08, 09, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it was done. It was back to day race. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get David Claybaugh, uh, the owner of uh, Lakewood on here to tell us a little bit about how these came about. Uh, both classes had a lot of drama. Both classes had a lot to talk about for sure. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, obviously we'll get into this. A little more, but we each, the leaving the event. I was there. You were there. Obviously, leaving the event, it seemed like the track, because of the shadows, because of the you know how hard it is to light up an outdoor track, this thing was worked on and it was very smooth. And that is why we saw some of the racing we did. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think the underrated part of Colorado, and I've not been able to get riders to agree with me on this, by the way. So this is just my theory. Um, I think because the bikes are slower. It keeps everybody closer together because we saw these really shallow tracks, these really flat tracks for the night race because of the shadows. We've also had years where Colorado is ridiculous with the ruts, like unbelievable long, deep ruts. But either flavor results, especially in the 250s in this mm -hmm. kind of racing. And my theory is just that everybody's pinned the entire time and there's nothing you can do. Like these six rider packs, it's like, well, we all have 12 horsepower, so I can't get away from you and you can't get away from me. Well, and then also, like I said, for the lights, they, they groomed this thing really good. They they purposely made it smooth. and Yeah, but yeah. whether it has a deep Colorado or this, the shallow sure. Colorado, yeah. we get this pack racing. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, it's kind of funny. I actually have a problem, especially with you media guys nowadays. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, every – I feel like it's became more prevalent in the last four or five years, or maybe it's just because I'm paying attention, but – Everyone always asks the ride. I'm talking like nowadays, like, oh, what do you think of the track, the track, the track? And the riders always are complaining, always have something to say. But my rebuttal to that is, well, two things. And I wish I thought like this when I was racing is, number one, it's the same for everybody. Number two, did it change the results? The best guys always find their way to the front. But it's kind of funny when I watch this one. It, I mean, obviously, Dungeon Porcel still made their way through. But I think this one was so smooth that, yeah, this one might have attributed to <laughs> a yeah. little bit of makeup and results and the battles, which is, that was insane. So Ivan Tedesco had one of those days, and he hated this bike, by the way. He absolutely hated this 09 Honda 450. And I always bring this up to him. I did for a long time when he told me about how shitty it was. I'm like, dude, you went 1-1 and led every lap of Lakewood. Like, I don't know. Like, sure, maybe you weren't happy with the bike, but you just don't do that on a, on a you know, the shittiest bike in existence, which is what <laughs> Ivan, Davey, 
you know, they all said about this bike. So I haven't had one of those days, Weege, that you dream of as a racer. Just one, one, never let every lap, just fantastic. And it really came out of nowhere. Yeah, definitely considering how bad his the majority of his season was on that bike, which as the years went by, we realized why he didn't like the bike. And the 09 Honda, we'll hear from someone else, Steve, that mm-hmm. also hated that bike. We have a source. We have a source on the yeah. 09. And, and, also, and also, I want to say, too, I, I have a treasure trove of information from Tim Ferry about this race, too. It was oh, you know, sure. his usual. <laughs> oh, sure. Just incredible hey, memories. He has a good story about that, Steve, about Ivan's ride there. Because Frankie said the same thing after he won that day. Mm-hmm. And Ivan said, yeah, but there was no bumps. <laughs> right, right. Which, I mean, you know, he could have something to say to that. I brought it up with Millsaps, too. And Millsaps said the same thing. And then, but the man who did like the bike, Andrew Short, loved the 2009 450. He goes 2-2 at his home track. So, um, yeah, there is something to But I was going to bring up that Ivan uh, won a 250 overall this track in his 250 championship season, which he really only won two races. His only yeah, race... other one won as well, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So I his championship season, the only day that I feel like Tedesco was like dominant was at Colorado. So I don't know what it is. I don't want to talk too much about elevation because I do think that gets talked about a little too much, um, like what riders adapt to it. But for mm-hmm. uh, some reason... Two of his best rides ever, or maybe his two best rides ever, were at this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you. Let's start with this. So, 2009 450 Outdoors. Uh, this was Michael Lessie's title to win. So, RV goes out with an injury, and Mike is the best guy by far, and then breaks his kneecap at High Point and comes to Colorado. This is round five. High Point was round four. Comes to Colorado to try and do it. Let me just. Back up here. We know that Chad wins the title, but Rarick, if Alessi doesn't slide into a wooden stake at high point that Weech put up or may or may not have been there flagging, I don't know exactly. Come, but come. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But does, does, does the 800 win the title? I say he does. You know, I'd like to say yes, but in, in just typical Alessi fashion, him – he he did it at high point, right? He was riding before the race. Yeah, he rode the, I don't know, press day weed or was it something? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Yes. No, I mean, I understand the question is, you know, if ifs and buts or candies and nuts. I'd like to say yes. I mean, I think he would have, would have, could have, should have, right? But in typical Lessie fashion, not only was it weird that he was riding there before the race, but <laughs> even, even the injury itself is weird. How many motocross racers have shattered their kneecap? I don't know, but you're so, think about that. So you're I mean, saying the torn ACL and MCL yeah. and meniscus. There's oh, that's common, but just the injury itself is just, dude. I don't know of anyone that's done that. So you're saying Alessi just would have Alessied something would have gone right. wrong. That's what I mean. Like I, I just think it just it's just. I mean, I think not, no disrespect. He's yeah. a bad dude, but I just uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I mean, speed wise, yes, he was the best guy at that uh-huh. point, but. Yeah, I uh, fifths and butts for kings and nuts, man. I I think he wins. Uh, Weege? No, I'm, I'm kind of with Rarick, especially when you're paired up against Chad, who's just so freaking salty and, and knows how to manage things. And I know Chad had not won an outdoor title at this point, but if, if Chad sticks around the whole summer, I mean, I feel like guys like Chad and Stu at that they era, the top guys, they, they just huh? figured it out. They, they figure it out, and also they don't want to get beat by Alessi. They don't. Like, it would be embarrassing. 
Hey, do you yeah. think JG wanted to get beat by Alessi or not? No, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> exactly. So I just feel like the saltiness, the veteran, and the like, no way I'm going 24 motos and getting beat by Mike Alessi. Again, no disrespect, but that's how they felt. Okay. So I, I still would have tilted it toward Alessi's going to do something Alessi, and Chad's going to do something Chad. So Alessi had won four straight motos after Freestone. He had a 31-point lead on Chad. The thing about Chad, though, remember that season, <laughs> okay. he wasn't even scheduled to race outdoors. Yep. Yeah, no, he got better, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. The, those beginning motos were not really the Chad okay. we saw midseason, so right. it would have been interesting. 31 oh. points, well, I know I, it sounds crazy, but you can make that up. No, I stand by I mean, we're not – to me, I'm looking at uh, not just 2009. Look at Mike Alessi's entire career that's still going, and then look at Chad's body of work. I'm, I'm My money's on Chad. Dude, he was good, though. The 800 was good. Um Oh, bike was good. Bike was good. You know, all of that. Um, but okay. Yeah. A- anyways, uh, it didn't happen. He crashed and Chad Reed won the championship and cleaned out uh, Lloyd's of London at the same time. I guess huge insurance policy on it. Um, unless <laughs> was it three and a half million dollars. I think he won. I don't remember. Yeah. On like a $300,000 policy or something crazy so- like that. Something. Um, so he, unless he comes to this race, he's got his kneecap wired, He's going to try to get points because, of course, and take us through this, Weege. So, Josh Grant and Michael Leslie go way back. They're both from California, and they're around the same age, I think, right? So, they've probably been battling for a long time. And I don't know if people know this, but the Alessis are kind of gnarly if you're someone that's challenging (laughs) them. okay. Uh, Odd, yep. Carry on. Uh, And JG's not afraid to throw it in there himself. So, that is a dangerous combination. Those two having history as kids, they're two, they're a gnarly family, gnarly riders. So I don't even, is is Grant even a title contender? Oh, point? yeah. No, no. So I just, yeah. he was fourth in the points uh, okay. and, he, and he had DNF the moto and he was fourth. Yeah, yeah. He was, okay. yeah so he still he felt he was won, in it. He should have yeah. won a moto high point, right? But he cartwheeled. Was oh, is, that that what, is this the same year the bike hit the truck? The truck. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't oh, know if he God. was leading that moto or not, but before that, because yeah, he, I think he DNF one moto or maybe both motos but uh, i mean he was definitely in the championship contention yes and then he came back i think he won red bud uh he was rolling so that's right yes. yeah this yep. season he eventually would lose too many points and, and be out of it but at this point in the season you're right he's still probably thinking he's in it so there's double reason here he's probably hates the alessis <laughs> sick of the alessis i don't want to hear about the alessi coming back and healing a kneecap injury in 14 days and also it is someone i have to battle for the title so it's the first lap of the first moto, right? I think so. Yeah. It's early, yeah. And and uh, not to sound kooky, but we're we're missing a point here. Mm. When after he did that, was it uh, was Troy Adamitis's show? Was it inside the moto? That was that going on that year? Where I don't remember. Oh yeah. Was, oh, it was comedy Tony, gold. Yeah, but think about this. Tony said to Josh that day, "The universe will get you back." Yes. Well, X Games did his chain snap on the face of the triple. Was that it? Was that the universe getting him back? Listen, man. Listen. <laughs> Tony said the universe will get you back. I don't even know if his chain snapped. we got to ask Alex Ewing. Something happened to the bike. No, and I think he, I remember. I knew JGR guys tight back then. I believe they had a problem with the bearing on the counter shaft. And, yeah, that did lead to a chain. Either the counter shaft broke or the chain. Either way, the chain came off. And, yeah, he almost died. At so you're, yeah. so not, you're not saying. To sound, not to sound yeah. kooky, man. Right, but, I right. Mean, well, Come on. we didn't. So we each finished the JG. Oh, yeah, so he so. runs into Alessi. Um, 
And it's one of those perfect moves where it's like, ah, it was it lines come together, but we know the history. We know how greasy JG can be. I watched and it three it times. And to he... not only knock Alessi down, yeah. but he kind of lands on his knee. That's, I mean, it's a kill shot. You couldn't have it's, scripted it's, it better. It's, 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 Mike couldn't, can't even stand. He has to just crawl off the track. Like, JG yes. 100% could have turned before he did. He just decided to go straight. He just wanted to go straight right there. Yeah, but it was like, uh, oh, ops, hey, sorry, man. The line I wanted just happened to be where you were. It wasn't like a – it almost was the perfect crime. It was yeah, almost yeah. – we all know the intent, Yeah. but it was just like, oh, I was just trying to go to the outside. Oh, you happen to have a bad kneecap, and I hate you, and I'm battling for the title, and I knocked you down. Ah, my bad. <laughs> you know what? Maybe maybe I take my, uh, my assertion that he would have won the title back because, yes, JG would have just got him later on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. the whole, actually, the whole class would have got him later on. That's what I mean. Something yeah. would have happened, dude. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I remember um, again knowing the JGR guys well. Um, Grant obviously was not the most consistent guy, and they kind of knew, like, wait, he could win this title. This would be huge for us. So I think they eventually brought in Coach Gibbs to kind of say, like, look, dude. You can't give up in races. Like, you can't get 15th. You can't get 20th. You can't get DNS. And they kind of talked him into, like, on your bad day, you've got to get third. And I think it worked. Now I'm now it's going to come back to me. I think he was still borderline in contention until that X Games. So maybe you're right, Rarick. No, I'm, he was. I'm telling you. Well, he goes 5-5 he goes five, five on this day and gets 6th. I was a big JG fan, and I, I remember that. <clears throat> that summer, that was gnarly. Like, he was in the hunt, right? Oh, yeah. No, all the way X Games ended it. Yes. So I think they brought in Coach Gibbs to be like, look, I've dealt with way wilder, crazier dudes than you, so I don't want to hear any of the excuses. He's... I mean, think of NFL players that Coach Gibbs has dealt with and getting the best out of them. <laughs> so he... they, had, they got the best out of Grant. He won the second moto at Red Bud, but he was 42 points back and forth after July 4th you know, weekend. Right, after winning. In, yep. Yeah, after winning a moto. So that's a steep climb, but yes. Yeah, still, that's yeah. true. But and still Chad in it. Plate, so I feel a lot more confident with that one. But the universe, I mean, yeah, Rarick, if you want to go with the universe, we can we'll keep uh, doing I'm, it. I'm, I'm just saying it for last, but hey, it does make you think twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got to see if that video, that Itemitis thing is out there, because not only is the, yeah, the they, they had a camera and a mic. I think they had Tony mic'd up. That's what the Which universe is a perfect thing I heard. day for it. <laughs> it was, but also they had Tony and Mike training to prepare to come back from this knee injury. Yeah, he was kayaking. I remember. Yeah, that. kayaking. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah, he was kayaking. Said he hit all the same heart rate numbers. So it's, yeah, he's not losing any fitness and blah 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 blah. It's like, dude, you have a shattered kneecap. Come on, just yes, over. the kayak. The kayak with Tony in a jet ski and Mike in a kayak. <laughs> yeah, Tony's like ten hours in the jet ski. Yeah. Uh, also in this race, uh, Jake Weimer wins his first career uh, overall motocross win. Um, and um, Ricky Dietrich is filling in at Cowie for Ryan Villapoto and goes 11-6. Kyle Summers, who's a works racer, he goes 9-10 for ninth. Jake Moss gets fourth in the first moto on a Troy Lee Honda 450. Uh, some guy named Roberto Castro and I don't even know what country he's from. It just says Aluja. Aluja. Do you guys gotta, know what that means? Line on Roberto Castro. <laughs> Do you guys know what that means for a country? I've never 
He's from Costa Rica. See, Rarick? This is why we have Rarick on the show. This is, this is why. So It's unbelievable. Yeah, so that's, this dude gets 14th, like 16, 15, and then never shows again. I, I don't – like, this is a weird race, man. No, yeah. he never shows until Florida 2019. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> he races WW. Ten years later, he comes back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty remarkable. Um, uh, also in this race, Porcel's gate bounces, or at the time the AMA said that he clipped it, but I think oh. wh- yeah. Don't you remember that, Weech? No, oh, I do. It did. It, it just bounced. Yeah, yeah. It just but, bounced. But then the officials were saying, "Oh no, no, he clipped it, and he he it didn't drop all the way." You watched his back, it bounced. Oh, it bounced. <laughs> and, and he almost goes over the bars, and he was so mad after the race. Now, I'm not a Porcel fan, so I just laughed silently to myself, but uh, he had a case to be really pissed. He really did. The gate bounced. Well, this no, is, there was a lot of the line this year because this was the first year MX Sports uh, took over the Nationals, and then it brought in AMA Pro Racing, and there was a lot of moving parts um, for the way the Nationals had always run to where they were here mm-hmm. and it was kind of a lot of stuff i feel like happening on the fly and new tv package officials schedules uh this was the beginning of the one day format and racing on saturday all this it's only what do you say the fifth round fifth round right? yeah 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 um so i feel like this was <clears throat> this was a big moment um because this I, I mean dude all these people have been around motocross tracks their whole life who had ever seen a gate bounce back up like that yeah so he, he got screwed no way around did. it yep. he did um, and I believe it was close all year between he and Dungey, and he would keep bringing up. I think he felt that the cost him four, or four or six or eight points. Uh, yeah, because of a bad start. He, he wins the he first kept moto. Bringing it up all summer. He wins the first moto. He'd won every first moto of the year uh, at that point, so five first moto wins, and then he came from basically last to sixth in this moto. Um, so yeah, I mean, would he have done better than sixth? A hundred percent for sure. How, how many points did he lose the title by? I know Southwick, the bike issues, what ultimately ended it, but yeah, it, it was close, right? I think it was. I think it was a lot um, because of that bike issue. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hoping and praying, like please don't lose the title by four points, please <laughs> don't lose the title by yeah. four points. Yeah, what yeah. a crazy, crazy day and night, I guess. Yeah, let's. Uh, Let's see if we can get David Clayball on, the owner of uh, Lakewood, to uh, kind of take us through why it happened, how it was for him, how expensive it was, and more here at the Liat Re-Raceables. All right, got David Clayball on the line. He is uh, the owner of the Lakewood uh, facility and the track we're talking about today on the Liat Re-Raceables. David, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, man. So, like, I heard a lot of stories about why the lights went up for a couple of years. Uh, tell us why. Tell us, tell us really why the lights went up. Well, I just wanted to try and do something different, you know, and um, uh, I, you know, I thought, you know, a lot of sporting events are at night and under the lights and it's pretty cool. Obviously, Supercross is under the lights. So, you know, I just started kicking around the idea and we had some meetings with some people and I'll never forget, uh, you know, people were, the, the teams were mostly for it and I was flying back from... Uh, I don't know what race I've been to. And Roger DeCoster was, I don't know, up front in first class, whatever. He got up, came all the way to the back of the plane where I was when we were flying, kneeled down next to me and said, you have to do this. You have to do this. Oh. And, you know, when when Roger DeCoster says, you have to do it, it's like, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And then I talked to uh, um, 
uh, Coy Gibbs. He, he actually called me and said, hey, we hear your thing about doing this. This is where the sport needs to go. You need to do it. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's kind of that's kind of how it all started. Oh, okay. I always so one of the things I heard was uh, the spectators don't want to come out. It's too hot at that time of year, and we, you know we want to get more fans here. So maybe they'll come out at night. But it really wasn't okay, that. Okay. Well, well, no, it it was that. That was the whole reasoning is because mm-hmm. I thought that I would be able to get more fans, and and uh, as it turned out, you know, my fr- my first couple of nationals I was in August. And it was super hot and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so we kept kind of uh, moving it up in the uh, schedule. And the crazy part about the whole light thing was my, my date was like June 20th or somewhere where it was the longest day of the year in terms of light. So it was like, <laughs> in the end, it was like, it was like, there was about, Oh, I don't know, an hour of lights, you know, real, real lights. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, still, you know, uh, it was pretty cool. It was. Cool. I mean, the first year yeah. I did it. First year I did it. No way. You know, I saw a big bump in spectator attendance, mm-hmm. and then oh nine, the economy was kind of not doing so well, and mm, barely paid for the barely paid the the increase in spectators barely paid for the lights. You know. Oh, so, so you really didn't crush it because of the cost of renting the lights. I yeah. I did not. I did not crush it either <laughs> either years, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, did yeah. you did they did, did were there tweaks uh david after doing it the first year for the second year yeah i i brought in two more musco trucks and you know you know we were just you know the obviously the problem was or one of the problems was seeing in the ruts you know the guys just couldn't couldn't see and trying to get the you know the light to shine in all the ruts that's why we brought in more trucks and angled them a little bit different and and some things like that but in the end it was like the teams liked it the spectators liked it all that stuff but in the end the writers they were yeah i don't know if we like it i can when the first first round of SMX or wherever it was kind of the was at Charlotte mm-hmm. and they were and they had Musco lights and they were talking and I'm like when the writer was talking about not being able to see into the ruts and things like that I'm like yep I I know all about that <laughs> yeah really <laughs> what what was the you said it was your idea initially to have a night yeah. race what was the main was it your idea to bring it back to the daytime, or was this mainly the riders' com- riders' complaints as why you decided to switch it back, or or the attendance thing? You didn't see a big bump. Yeah, so um, it was a little bit of both. I was I was getting a little bit nervous about spending all that money, and then uh, the riders weren't in love with it. So you know, and and kind of the teams were like, well, we think it's a cool idea. And, we liked it, but the writers don't really like it, so mm-hmm. probably should just go back to the daytime. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember David? Like uh, one of the things we talked about was the racing was really good because <laughs> the track was pretty smooth. Do you remember yeah. extra attention being paid to grooming the track? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we didn't we didn't rip it as deep, you know. Yeah. Uh, just to try and especially in especially in '09 because after '08 we were yeah so we you know we mm-hmm. we did try and minimize minimize the ruts. It it uh it definitely turned out to be great racing so that was cool like underneath the lights and everything else it, it was a really cool race uh we saw some really neat things happen 
which yeah. like as yeah. we're covering before we got you on here, like there was a ton of stuff to talk about when it comes to this race. And, and so, yeah, yeah. under the lights, like, I don't know. It's kind of cool, David, that, you know, you're the only promoter that's tried it for motocross, right? Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I was just trying to think of, uh, something, you know, trying to be creative and see if I could, you know, elevate the sport or, or do something a little different and, when it went back to the normal, you know, the daytime schedule on 10, the date, uh, the time of year, I should say, it was still earlier, right, in the schedule? Yes. So the, yeah. the weather was, because I remember 07, it was a scorcher. 07 was yeah. really, really hot. Yeah. Was, yeah. You were later on, correct? Like August or something? Yes. Yes. So my first national was 05 and that was like late July. And then we've just continually moved it further up in the, in the calendar Mm -hmm. just to, you know, to, to address the heat and stuff. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks David. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on real quick to talk to us about this. We, we kind of had some questions about why it was done and what was going on with it and and everything else. And I'm glad it, I'm glad you didn't lose, you know, lose your ass on it, and you at least did okay considering the cost of the lights. And yeah, everything. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. All, all, I mean, I still, I, I, I still get, you know, a lot of people on social media saying, "Bring back the lights, bring back the lights." You know, it's like, well, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I convince anybody to do that again. But whatever, you know. Coy, Coy Gibbs and Roger DeCosta. Pioneers. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised Coy Weech. I'm surprised Coy didn't want to set up a hot dog stand or something or take advantage of the of the lights, you know? Oh, they're probably well, they're probably yes. Set up lights and then put one over my t shirt stand that I'm gonna set up in the pits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something right. like that. Something, yeah. something like that. Right. Um, awesome. Yeah, exactly. David, thanks for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Talk to you. See ya. See ya. Thanks to David Claybaugh for jumping on the Lee at Rerasables. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works. By the way, PulpMex23 is the code to say with Decal Works. They can uh, design anything you want, put your put your sponsors on. They can do number plate backgrounds. They can design whatever you need. Uh, the folks at Decal Works, great turnaround as well. Ron and the boys in Illinois doing great work. The official graphics of Red Bull KTM and the official graphics of uh, the Rockstar Energy or Husqvarna off-road team as well. Decal MX, PulpMX23 is the code to save with those guys. And our guy, Johnny Knowles, uh, Scott Goggles. Scott, the only goggle still made in the USA, doing great things uh, for those guys, whether it's Chad Weenan, uh, they got the off-road uh, crew, they got the quad stuff and all of it uh, with the folks at uh, at Scott Goggles. And please check them out um, if you can. Pro Cir- Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Jason Anderson, and more. Scott Goggles. Thank you to those guys. Um, speaking of Red Bull, Rarick, this was Red Bull Honda, which, by the way, like was a good look. They look sweet. Obviously, Red, blue, all of that. Uh, really, really good look for Honda. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to ask around because I don't really know what the deal with that was other than KTM 080910. I, I know it was factory supported or whatever. I don't really know the intricacies, but it was actually MDK. And it was Muscle Milk 0809 and Jägermeister 10. Because I saw the Red Bull Honda thing. It really threw me off. I do remember that. But I go, I'm thinking, like, damn, how did they afford to, you know, be title of two teams? But they weren't. So I need to uh, ask around and find the story behind that. The only thing I can think of is that <clears throat> it wasn't just straight factory KTM at that time. It was essentially satellite or privately owned, I should say. Yeah. Weege, do you know why? Or No, KTM was definitely in a rough patch there 
and uh, yeah, we heard they were not spending the money, and then they yeah they farmed it out to MDK, and then it leads to some controversy with Tommy Searle, who was on the team and kind of left over as a factory guy, and didn't he sue them eventually for closing the factory team while he still had a deal? I th- I thought he got paid to ru- I got he- thought he got paid out his contract and then got paid a separate contract in Europe or something. I, I thought know. he had to force that because somebody actually found like the actual hey this has been filed in the state of California. Yeah. Um, like I guess in his deal oh, he wow. couldn't be demoted yeah. to a satellite team, but that's all they were going to have. By the way, Tommy Sergo's five three in two thousand nine at Lakewood, and if you had asked me if Tommy Sergo ever made the podium in America, I would have said yes at one race, Hangtown opener. I did not have Tommy Searle, who, you know, is a great rider, but I did not have him making a podium any other time. But he goes 5-3 on this day. It's a good job. Yeah, 09, he was good. You're, you're thinking of 10. 2010, was, that was the Jägermeister year. He was number 19. He podiumed the opener. It was at Eli 1. That was his first pro race. But then I forget what happened. I think he got hurt, and then he was really never raced in America again. But 09, he was, uh, he was really, really good that summer. And pretty, pretty consistent, too. The real problem was, so I think he skipped Supercross in 09, right? And went straight to yep, outdoors. Him, him and Rattray did the same thing. Yeah, but there isn't much of a Tommy Searle Supercross history. Like, I think he did a few. <laughs> it, it didn't work. You know what's so funny is 2016, I think, was the year. I was at uh, <clears throat> I was at Milestone with Coop, and they were doing a 100% uh, photo shoot. But it was at night. Some uh, It was some... I don't know, some kind of concept. We had to go to Milestone at night, and it was mainly still shots, and it was Tommy was here prepping for GPs. This was during January, maybe. So it was Tommy and Coop, and there was mainly still shots, but they did have to do, they set up lights and stuff and, you know, did some riding. And I remember it was freezing that night, and between each shot, we'd go sit in the motorhome, but Kuzo had said uh, the one shot they wanted them going through the whoops next to each other and, like, kind of looking at each other, and the whoops were they made him super mellow. Like you could hit him on a pit bike, you know, Tommy was so freaked out with these whoops, man, all night long. This was in his head. He's oh, like, wow. Wait, we really got to hit these whoops. But he wouldn't <laughs> stop. He would not stop about it. And I kept, I finally, I was like busting on that. I'm like, dude, you want me to get on the bike and hit the whoops? They're tiny. Have you seen them? <laughs> and he, it was so in his head. And that, that's the night right there. I realized like, okay, that's why his U S career didn't quite pan out. Okay, do me another favor here. This is why we have you on the show. So I think he did start the year 2010 in Supercross, Searle. But he did, yep. Yes, and then he was out, and I, I questioned if he was truly, like I think he was dinged up, but then he never came back at all. But who filled in? For, somebody filled in for him and actually did really well. I'm trying to remember uh, who that is. I'm gonna see no, that would out. have been Jägermeister KTM. Right. So who in 2010 uh, would have filled in for Searle? This would have been 250 West, I believe. Was it Reard- was it Reardon? Why does Reardon come to mind? I don't know. Tommy wasn't bad. He got a seventh A one and an eighth at Phoenix, and then didn't race again till. Oh no, he only podiumed a moto at Hangtown actually. Hmm. Oh, he went two DNA. But anyway, uh, the only thing I remember about Jägermeister KTM was Preston and Summy was the four fifty team, and that did not go well. And the two fifty no. team was just Summy. I do not remember a fill in. Um, I think I might have found. It's mm. not Phil Nicoletti, is it? No, Phil was on the Alessi. Phil was on a KTM. Yeah, but he, he was on the Alessi program at that point. Yeah, he oh, Bart wasn't Varner doing his engines. That was when I first met Phil. He was in a van with Tony Alessi, and he called me over. Hey, 
and I was like walking in the pits. He was leaving in a van, and he said, "Hey, thanks for saying good things about me." And wow. then just And then just drove off because I think he was just like a greaseball privateer and doing pretty well, if I remember right. The LSE program. Yeah, yeah his Supercross well, rules were good. Went to Australia later that year. Was that his Australia uh, trip? Yeah. Uh, no, 2010. He might have stuck it out here. Australia was a little. Um, also, uh, third overall in the 450 class, Tommy Hahn on the Cannon Day. KX, speaking of Phil, KX 450, Tommy Hahn. So, Dude, I'm texting Phil right now because he might have got, when Tommy went out, he might have got some more help. Wow. Uh, I remember, uh, I'm like, hey, somebody got a shot and it really helped. Maybe it was Phil. Maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. I don't know, but one of the weirder things was Ricky Dietrich's career. In America, oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah, dude, that dude that was, was – he was fast. But he also, like – Ricky was a nice guy, but, man, it, like, he was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to be full factory. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's kind of just a fill-in. I feel like you're doing well, but, like, I don't know if they're going to hire you next year. And then he was really thinking they were, and I think he was a little bummed. He got a valley ride in 11, though. He did, yes. He did get a valley ride. I don't and I th- think that's exactly what he wanted. I still don't understand what happened to that because before we did this, I, I remember 09, he was really good, but I looked up his results after that. 2010, he never did a motor race, but 11 with that Valley ride, the first three rounds, he was awesome. He got a top five in a moto at Freestone. And yes, Phil was the fill-in. No way. Terry Varner was my mechanic, he said. Wow, this is awesome. No way. Phil Nicoletti was the fill-in for Tommy Serrell on a factory motorcycle. Well, MDK mm-hmm. supported, I guess. Yeah, just dr- dropping Jaeger bombs all year. <laughs> so Phil would look at it like this. I get a fill-in ride the year that KTM doesn't have a factory team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good, actually, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's, Phil, that, that, fits it. that fits Phil. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, it, it, the sponsors are listed for Phil as St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence Radiology, of oh, course. Okay. Phil's longtime sponsor, yep. and also Alessi Racing. <laughs> nice, nice. Great, great. Um, hey, by the way, I checked in with Red Dog. Uh, this was his last year of racing. Had a lot of problems with the heel. Uh, 12.22 on the factory Cowie this day. Um, you know, not 100%. Heel was still bugging me. Broke it at Daytona earlier this year. But he, compared to what he normally offers us, this is basically a novel. I said, what do you remember about the 09 Lakewood race? I thought it was 08. Okay, so he, I mean, <laughs> he, he's, he's correct in a, in a certain sense, right? Uh, he says, I remember it was really dark and I couldn't see anything. You couldn't see bumps on the downhills at all. They would just kick you and you were like, oh, shit. Some glare from the lights also. So nothing about his race, just the so fact that he, the lights, it was... <laughs> is, is he recapping 08 or 09? Because we still don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. And he's not... <laughs> and, he's, and you have to think about it like he's raced a thousand motocross races, but only two under the lights. So it, <laughs> it, it makes sense that he only remembers lights. His whole comment was just lights. Which I have zero... I've told Timmy this too. 09, if you would... Ask me if a million dollars was on the line. You you asked me if Timmy raced 09 outdoors. I'd say absolutely not. He never raced after Daytona. Oh, I yeah. have no memory of him doing outdoors. He wasn't very good. He had to race. So he had that insurance policy against injury, right? Um, it was a million dollars if he had a career-ending injury. But they, they somewhere in the contract, and maybe I got this wrong, the number of races, but somewhere in the policy it says you have 
six races to get back to your old form. So he only did six. Steel City was timed to be the sixth race because he couldn't get back to his old form. But if he did seven races, the policy was void. Something like that. So he had to do only six races. And then obviously his results were nowhere near what he normally could do. Was right? Cowie aware of this? Or were they thinking he was like coming back and he was fine? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, uh, yeah, <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, Weege, do you have any comment on the 114 and his 3824 r- results? Just wait till we get to the Steel City 09 re raceables and we'll be good. <laughs> I think we did that one. Yeah, that's very true. Him and Tommy. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy, Tommy really the overall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We were waiting for Steel City. We did, okay, just getting ready for that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, by the way, thank you to the folks at Guts Racing. Whether it's uh, seat foam, seat covers, uh, whatever it is, Guts Racing will have you dialed in. Use the code PulpMX23 to save. A lot of privateers, a lot of factory teams and teams in the pits rely on guts racing for seats and seat foams and they got this new thing that's like a like a it's got a width thing on it on the seat to have uh, be able to grip it more with your knees it's like a duck wing seat thing it's really cool uh so guts racing man making things happen with seats so thank you to those guys and uh, decal works and and uh, scott goggles and max's tires as well and liet use the code to say with the folks at liet and uh, well, email us, and I'll send you a code to say with the folks at Liat. And uh, yeah, Lakewood 09, Seth Rarick, Jason Wygant on the line. Um, okay, anything else? 09. Uh, Weed, you please go back and just watch a little bit of this and listen to Fro just yelling. Repeat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this battle is great. I, I, now I have to watch it on mute, but I'm very excited about how excited Fro is. Yeah. Hey, I got I got one question. If anyone remembers. The title sponsor for this race was Division 7, and they were also uh, a sponsor of Star. What was that? Does anyone remember? What the hell is that? Get Clayball back on the line. What the hell is Division 7? Oh, we could ask Clayball that. Yep, I completely forgot. Yeah, Division 7, I don't know, but I remember on the Star helmets... When I watched this, Lemoyne and Tickle had it all over the bikes and stuff. I just have no memory what it was. Uh, Durham is also on Star this year, which I would yep. not have thought Durham was on Star. Yeah, it was his rookie season, right? I don't know. Yes. Yes. 09 would have been his rookie year. And then also, uh, I have a question. Vince Freeze is listed as Red Bull Moto Concepts Honda. Yeah, he was a Red Bull amateur. Uh, oh, so he just, how- he just kept it rolling. I, I don't know how he managed that, but yeah, okay. he was a part of the Red Bull. He was a Red Bull amateur, maybe part of the Red Bull Jams thing. Remember that program? Okay. Also, Alex Martin's lead sponsor is Pit Pass Radio. Isn't that still around? I don't no. know, but that's <laughs> he's one forty four. Pit Pass Radio. Yeah, come on, you know what that is. Right? I know what it is, but I did not know they sponsored. They were title sponsor for Alex Martin. Pit Pass Radio. Wow. Yeah. That's that's core right there. Yeah, I want to say one of his buddies or something, but maybe I'm way off. It's of a, that. it's Iowa. It's a it's a guy from Iowa. It's Brayton's buddy. But uh, mm. yeah, how Alex Martin got Pit Pass Radio as a sponsor, uh, I don't really know. And then Podium Inc., which was years ahead of their time for Alex and the Podium. So, um, yeah, we had a lot. Man, uh, this was a great race though. Go back and watch this thing. The second moto was unreal. Uh, that race was incredible. Weimer leads every single lap. He almost dies off the finish one lap. Uh, gets completely sideways, uh, and then yeah, Barsha pretty much falls. Dude, I don't him. remember Jake crashing and coming and coming back and running down Barsha again. He oh, he does. Really I'm. Did I miss that part? 
Yeah, he cra- Jake had the lead, Barsha all over him. He crashed, went back to third or fourth, and and yeah, got back in the second. Barsha was gone, and he ran him down past him and won it. It was pretty dominant. Wow, I, I I must have missed that. I watched. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I was watching. I watched highlights of 250s and just the 450s today. No, got to do your homework, Steve. I don't. I, I, I no. I did watch some of the 250s because yeah, Fro was screaming over Weech, just screaming. Um. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, a great race. Uh, Lee at Reraceables, uh, 2009 Lakewood. All right, surprise entry on the uh, Lee at Reraceables. We thought the show was done. We were going to put it to bed and release it, uh, but not. we got uh, in contact with the winner of the 250 class this day, so we have to uh, get his thoughts on it. Welcome back to the show, Jake Weimer. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Do you? So before we get too far into this, the last time we had you was the, the Phoenix win, and you told an amazing story about Jason, your dad. <laughs> do, do, do you have anything like what was? Did anything happen to Jason on this day? Yes, yes. <laughs> please, please tell us uh, what was the story with your dad at this race. So our 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 deal was he would at, at that time. That was still pretty early in my career. I was like twenty one years old. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a cold, but <clears throat> um, he would come in, fly into the races, and the whole goal was the whole time was to ne- to never flash your badge, like your your credential. Yeah, and so we would just mob through the pits, and <laughs> and we blew through a, a little ditch. And yeah, so so yeah, there was there was a little Jason story there. Okay, all right, yeah. The, wait, wait, what what do you mean? Like when yeah. you get to the race, just go right in? Yeah, and like like the goal was to never show your credential. Like just you <laughs> you know where you're going. Like this is a game between you two. You mean? Yes. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For fun, or is there something you're gaining? Like, oh, we can skip the. No, whole it's, just, it's just it's just for fun. Oh, just okay. for fun. <laughs> Your dad getting ejected from the stadium at Chase Field, <laughs> and then getting back in is is all time. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, just for fun. I I wondered too. Uh, when we started going to Lakewood, I don't know if when your first time there, was your dad running around telling everybody, well, we're fucked now at elevation. Jake? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, all right. No, no, no. Because, <laughs> you know, he's always so positive. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this I think was, it was like 07 was the first time I was there. Okay, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> this, this was a nice race. We were talking about this. Uh, on, during the recording of the show, um, I don't know when's the last time you went and watched this, Jacob, but you, you got second first moto behind Purcell. The mm-hmm. second moto is a battle royale. Uh, yeah. It's incredible. It's a great race. Yeah. No, it was – I mean, I I cheated a little bit. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'd better explain. Yeah. Are you the one that made the gate flinch or, or gate <laughs> Technically, I didn't cheat, but I I was like, damn, I don't really know how to do this. The bikes were super slow. 
just because of the elevation, like everybody's down on power and I'm like, I don't really know what to do. And I don't even remember what I qualified, but the very, very first gate, th- this is what changed everything is that the very first gate was available. And I was like, damn, I can get on the grass and I'm going to get a good start. Mm, good move. And, oh, and oh, no, go back and watch it. That's literally what happened. And then the second moto, at that time, the rules were a little different than they are today. And, but then LeMoyne went on gate one, so I went gate two. And I was like, all right, I have to outjump him. And did. And then I went back into the grass and no, <laughs> nobody else wanted to do that. And if you go that, that, I think that's the same race that Purcell supermaned over the gate. Yeah. Um, so they were all lining up around the doghouse, Right. So, um, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going over here. Like I'm getting in the grass. So no, it was, it was a I never would have saw that happening. Um, yeah, the that's a good move. That was a high point move forever. By the way, it was a high point move to do that for and a long then, time. Uh, Chad did an Iron Man in the mud. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, you qualified tenth. By the way. Okay. So yeah, um, good move though. I think I think one of the practices I was like second or third. So. Um, I knew I knew I had speed, but I I didn't really know my racecraft at that time was not not ideal. Do you remember <laughs> almost crashing over the finish early on? You got sideways. Not, okay, yeah. Not at the time, because mm-hmm. um, I kind of scrubbed it and it it got a little too loose. So I have seen it, mm-hmm. but. Not not at the at the time I was just like no I, I I gotta go right how bad or how sketchy were the lights for you um, you know I texted with the the great Tim Ferry and he said it was really sketchy from his memory and we had David Clayball on here the owner and you know there was some complaints the first year in '08 uh, about the lights he got some more for '09 how did you find it do you remember being like oh shit like I don't really see all the ruts and bumps. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to John Knowles, um, the Scott guy, and I didn't know what lens to use because it it was pretty like some spot some spots were pretty light, and then some spots were pretty dark, and so you didn't know like, damn, do I use a, a yellow lens? Do I use a, a clear? Do I do I use like the first moto, the first moto, at least the start of the first moto, the sun was still. It was like sun setting, mm-hmm. so that even yes, be almost the worst time to race. Yeah, I, I, they both had their difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Enough, but the first moto to me, I don't remember it, like the gate dropping and it was still daylight out. When I watched that, I'm like, dude, that had to be gnarly. But I mean, I guess both motos were. Well, it was just weird because we we had never done that before. Like, regardless of your speed or your what whatever place you were trying to get, like it didn't matter. It was just weird because it was so new to what we were doing. 
Um, did you race you, there the year before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, was the first? Uh, no, nine. Nine was the first year. I, I, I think. I think. No, oh, eight. Yeah, oh, eight, I think was the first night race. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, eight. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> I must have skipped it. <laughs> so I, I probably didn't do very good then. <laughs> but 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 either way though, uh, I obviously remember you winning this. But uh, when I went back and rewatched it, I'm not I'm not saying this to blow you because you're on the phone. But dude, that was dominant. Like I do not remember you being that good that night. I thought it was just a whole shot and. Some people got tied up, and you kind of rode your own race. But Purcell hit a gate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that honest. I'm being serious. That's how I remember it. And when I rewatched it, dude, you were clearly gonna win. Crashed. Was it Barsha Davlin mm-hmm. has got you? And then, but dude, Barsha had a big lead, and I was, uh, yeah. When I was rewatching this, I'm like, something has to happen to Barsha, like, and it didn't. You were just the man. You 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 crushed it. That was impressive. Now it was cool. I never, I never imagined that happening. Um, like I, I always figured I could win Supercross, but outdoors, like I was, I mean, I was. I don't want to sound like an a hole, but I felt like I was always good, but I was never a guy. So that night, that well. The better story is that the weekend before at Steel City, high point. I didn't, high point. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't score a single point, and I remember sitting. I, no, not one. Wow, that's consistent. <laughs> yeah, no, it was consistent. <laughs> no, it was. And so I remember sitting there with with Mitch. Uh, Mitch Payton and Randy Lawrence and we're like, man, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I rode one time before Colorado. There was a two-week break and I rode one time and I was like, well, I don't really know what's going to happen, but it's gonna, not going to be worse than that. 20, so, what, <laughs> 20, whatever. 2633 at High Point the week before. Jeez, Ed. Yeah, yep, yep. No, I was just blown out. I was tired. Uh, I had worked Come too on. hard. Straight up finish that. Something had to happen. And yeah, I mean, it ain't going to be worse. So then I go 2 1 at Colorado. I never thought I would win an outdoor. So I was like, all right, cool. Hey, this will work. <laughs> this will work. <laughs> 26. That'd be like a record. How many guys go, you didn't DNF? Either you just straight up didn't score points and then you won the next national. That has to be pretty rare. It can't have happened more than three times ever. I think I finished both motos. I, I think. Twenty six thirty three. You probably did. Yeah. That's crazy. I believe uh, I've got the, I've got the reverse record. Uh, Kelly Smith won high point in two thousand. 
four one on the day, one four on the day, and then we did not score points. You, the next you were week. the mechanic, right? Yes, yes. And then Kelly did not score points at Southwick the next week, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> we just won a national. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't get points today? This is really how yeah, it's going to go? No, I've, I've been there, man. I've been there. <laughs> Dude, what, what's more impressive now that I'm thinking about it is that win. That was your first win, right? It was Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. What's more yeah. impressive to you, that one? Or maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't remember you being much of a mud guy, and then you crushed Bud's Creek later that year. <sighs> um. I mean, dude, think about this. 26-33 to a 2-1, and then a, I don't know your motor scores, one red bud. But I, was I think it was, the, it was the same. I think all my outdoor wins, I think they were all 2-1. I, w- I was at Bud's Creek. I remember that. You got Medi last lap, right? Or yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Not, let's not pump his tires too much on that. It was an early red flag. Nobody knows what would have happened. <laughs> What do you Dude, mean? We, you and I have you and the I have talked about month. this. It was like 28, 29 minutes. Ah, yeah. Was it though? I think it was like 22, 23. Oh, jeez. Let's no, talk about your win no. at High Point, Steve. What happened? Did Pastrana die that day? Uh, Jake, you went 2-4 at Redbud for the win. Yeah, I know. But I but I do have a story about that too. <laughs> Hold on, I want to hear what, two one two four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I want to hear what Porcel had to say about the gate bouncing after the moto. I don't. I don't remember him saying anything about that. Okay, but I remember, I because I think we had, like, I only had three outdoor wins. So I think every time somehow it was like two weeks in between. So he like, and I got, I always got along with Purcell. I, I, I really did. And I remember him saying like, I don't remember him talking about the gate bouncing, mm-hmm. but I remember him saying, I'm very sad <laughs> that I lost today, but I'm happy for you. Oh. <laughs> and I'm, oh, like, nice. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. That'll work. <laughs> like, very and, nice. And, and very nice. And he was so good. Like, man, Christoph, honestly, he was so good on a motorcycle. Like, it's kind of what I would relate to what Jet Lawrence is today. Like, it is different. But he was so good and so calm and so mm-hmm. so calculated that I really like I listened to him. Um and he like I yeah, it was just it was a crazy time. And then I and then I watched Jet Lawrence today and I'm like, holy smokes. Like this is nuts. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would back that. Porcel, Porcel was not – he was gnarly, dude. The way the way he was different than anything I ever saw. The, this was – did you you wrote for Destinations this year, right, Jake? Oh, uh, nine, yeah. Yeah, oh, nine. And th- this yep. was the year that when – after you got nominated, Porcel said, you will hate this. You will get eat rocks all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're like, I just got named a Team Where USA. It? <laughs> Italy. Italy. Dude, so I'm – I must be crazy, but in ten, you didn't win a national in ten. No, I had a bad back problem in ten. And I, I 
remember you being really good the summer of 10 as well. Maybe I'm just, I might be a year off on your whole career. No, I, cause I, I was fast, but I couldn't hardly put anything together because my back was so jacked up that I, I couldn't, I couldn't put a day together. So, but no, I, I would get some podiums. I would, you know, in, in motos or whatever, but no, I was, it, it was a struggle. Like I, the day that I told Mitch that I'm like, Hey, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I had gotten a podium in, in, in a moto that day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. That had to go over well. No, he was cool. Cause I've, I've always had a good relationship with him and, but yeah, it it was definitely not a great. That's that's weird to have a year like that where you, you know, within six eight months you go through designations and then you win win a championship and then you podium a moto and then you're like, yeah, I I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking washed over. You went three eleven. So yeah, clearly you had an issue. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> hey, you kind of answered something that I figured you would. Um, you won a Supercross title. You won Supercross races. You podium 450 races. You really battled the best in Supercross at some level, either class. But I was always wondering if these outdoor wins for you, if you were like, dude, those, do you take almost more pride in those? Because it was so hard earned. And you actually, honestly, it sounded like you surprised yourself a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think so. Um, I never expected the outdoor stuff, um, especially designations and all this stuff like that. Like, yep. I, I, I have that stuff um, in my basement, and man, it's so it's so rewarding to look at, and I look at it, and it's like it's crazy because I remember as a little kid, like, what's <sighs> Seth will probably know. What's the Terra Firma movie with the 95 uh, McGrath, Emig, Lampson? What wow. is that Terra Firma? What, 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 I mean, like, oh, that's uh, 96 in Spain, yeah. They forget yeah. about that. Yep. Oh, Donations, yeah, Ed Jerez. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you. Two? Wasn't it two or three? I think it's two, but... It's two, yeah. I think it was 96 and it was just like, dude, I remember watching that when I was a kid and I'm like, I never thought that that would happen. I always believed that I could, that I could win Supercross. I always believed that. And then to be able to do, and then it, and then it was so cool. Like, I think the Bud's Creek one stands out the most just because it was so nuts. Like, the fans were on the track. There was water flowing everywhere. Dude, I was in the Flaggers Tower on uh, Henry Hill. It was raining so hard, the Flagger left. (laughs) (laughs) I I swear. Dude, I swear. Me me and uh, Keith Clickstein, which you might know, Jake, he was Jimmy's mechanic on Geico for a long time and then worked for AP at Star. 
but at the time he was working for Jimmy, it was Jimmy's second pro race and I was just there hanging out. But yeah, we were, it, we were standing in the flaggers tower cause the guy had just left. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that time for me was just so crazy. Cause like, dude, I was, I was putting in the work. <clears throat> My schedule was on point. But I just, I honestly, I never expected that. Um, I was doing what you needed to do, but I just did not see that coming. Uh, the Supercross stuff, I, yeah, that that was my goal. That That stuff didn't really surprise me. But the outdoor stuff, I was like, oh, Really? Honestly, like, oh, I don't know how you didn't see it coming though, dude. Twenty six thirty three. That should have been. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. right? With confidence after that. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton, Peyton's rubbing his hands together. We got him this week. Yeah, we got yeah, a guy. We. <laughs> you probably went to Colorado thinking, like, dude, he's gonna finish second because I got this. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I, it's crazy that, 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 that more teams weren't calling me. (laughs) (laughs) And what's your, what's your dad say after high point? Did he say we're fucked now? (laughs) Uh, after high point, I was like, yeah, my career's done. I will never, (laughs) I will never race a motorcycle again. Uh, sorry, Mitch for hiring me. Uh, uh, no, then it was like, man, this sport is such a weird deal, and and I, I've actually been really interested in talking about this more. But um, your mentality and and how you handle this sport, like, man, you you go you go one weekend without scoring a single point, and then you can go the next weekend and win the race. Like, man, there's there's a lot of good guys. There's a lot of good guys. Mentality is everything. Yeah. It, it was just mind-blowing to me that I could sit on my couch for two weeks and then rock up two weeks later and, and win a national. I was like, what? Huh? What what do you mean this this don't make sense? Like there there's so there's so much more going on than what we talk about. <clears throat> yeah, it's, yeah, it's nope, you're, unbelievable. Nope, you're yeah, right. Bring of emotions right there, but damn, I I can't get over how how impressive the win was. Seriously, that was. Did, I, <laughs> that was dominant. I'm wondering what do you remember what you and your dad did or you and Mitch? Did you guys celebrate? Did you go to Applebee's? Did you did you get wasted? Like any remembering after the race of celebration? I do remember we got pulled over by the cops. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. For leaving the pits without a credential. <laughs> um no, I never did anything too nuts after the races other other than Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that's in the industry, like you kind of know, like you got a free pass, like do what you want. But no, I didn't. I, I, okay. it was a normal yeah. night, but yeah, we got pulled over by the cops. 
went to a restaurant, ate dinner, went home, went to bed. Pulled over for speeding, or do we do we know? I honestly don't remember. Okay, I, all right. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Pulled off for just going too fast out on the track. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, coming off your high point ride, they probably wanted to test you for PEDs or something. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell happened? No, I remember like one of the funniest things to me because I, it's it's crazy. Like you don't you don't score a point in high point, which I know why, but it's hard for people to understand. But then. Two weeks later, you win the next national. And I remember, like, and we all know, like, my dad was, he was tough. And he, like, he, very critical. I love the dude, but really, really cr- critical. Like, and I got in the rental car and I'm so stoked. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I just won a national. I never saw that coming. Yeah. It's great, right? And he, and and he was like, "Man, you sucked in that corner. What what was going on there?" (laughs) 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 I'm like, dude, to win a national to to me personally, yeah, it's so much harder to win a national than it is to win a Supercross. Yeah, for sure, I'd agree. It's so much more difficult. Um, and, but yeah, it was just a crazy night. Like I, I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't partying or nothing like that, but I was just like, I honestly couldn't hardly believe it. I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> that's, yeah, it's great race. It's cool. Fro and, and Weege is just yelling, just yelling. If you watch it back there, there, why again, you're, you're also very excited for this race. So it's pretty cool. Dude, the battles are just six rider duel, man. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome, Jake. Uh, thank you for the time on the Elite Reraceables. We were almost putting this thing to bed, but oh no, you made it happen, and we appreciate it. Always good stories. So, absolutely. No, I, I appreciate all, all you guys and um, all those times and in, in, in those years. Like, man, I had so many people treat me kind, and mm-hmm. so many, so many great memories and. I, I, I wouldn't change any of it for the world. Cool. Awesome. And then, yeah, awesome. we'll, 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 maybe next time you're in Pulp Studio, we'll break down the uh, Bud's Creek race and when that red flag yeah. came out. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll look into We'll do some forensics on that. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks. What a, what a day and a night in Colorado uh, for Jake <laughs> Weimer. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Jake. Yes. See you guys. All right. Thank, See you, Jake. Thank you, guys. All right, time for the categories. Liat, re-raceables, uh, Lakewood 09. Great race. Okay. Uh, Weege, Seth Rarick, who really won the race? Well, you got a few options here, Weege. Um, yeah, a few options with this one. Yeah, uh, this one sticks out to me with Tedesco, so I'm going to go with that. Good on Jake Weimer for winning his first ever national overall, but uh, the 1-1 for Ivan really sticks out. Like, literally, if you looked at his results, yeah. you'd be like, what? Yeah, leading every lap of a 450 motocross national and going 1-1, yes. That's, that's pretty cool. how the rest of the season was going. I mean, he was getting podiums, but he wasn't crushing everybody like he did this yeah. day. What do you think, Rarick? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Weege. I want to say Jake, but I feel like that one's 
maybe too obvious. So, uh, yeah, Tedesco, it's a very underrated, not just a win. That was just dominance. And, yeah, out of left field. The Who's That Guy Award, well, mine was Roberto Castro. But now we know all about him. So uh, <laughs> He's like the Carmichael of Costa Rica. Rarick, who's your, tell us who's that guy. Who's your award winner? Mine is uh, in the 250 class. I actually didn't know quite a few guys, and I know that race is notorious for Colorado locals showing up. I do know Bobby Fitz, by the way, because he's still racing, and he's raced Colorado National for like 27 yeah, years. Yeah. But my who's that guy is Donald Vosser. Vosser, Valser, not really sure how to pronounce that. Okay. He is from Ida- Kimberly, Idaho. He got 25th. He went 23-22 on a cow. I've never heard of Donald Vosser. I'll go one better. The guy who beat him by one spot, Rustin Meyer. Rustin Meyer. Who's that guy? I saw I that, but I didn't put too much effort into it just because it's Colorado Springs. So I just feel like he's okay. part, part of like the Derek Anderson crew, you know? Sure. He got a point, Tucker though. Say crew and just a local from there. He got a point, though. Uh, Weech, who you got? I'll go a couple spots further back. Christopher Thies? Thies? From Pleasanton, Kansas. Don't mm-hmm. know him either. I am shocked, Rarick, just like you're saying. There must be 10 of the 40 guys in the 250 class I've never heard of. Yeah, I don't know a lot of these guys. I also, we're skipping over, I guess there's not a category for this, but we're skipping over the fact that Ryan Clark was still racing. (laughs) (laughs) And in the 250 class, like, what? Yeah, at a national, like, I I feel like he was more of a Supercross guy. I thought he he was was Supercross only in, like, 02. (laughs) Seven years later, battling with Freeze, actually. Freeze gets 22nd. Uh, and by the way, Freeze is on Moto Concepts here in 09. <laughs> Good Lord. He went Good Lord. for 22. Wow. Uh, also, Kyle Summers, as I mentioned earlier, 910. He's a works racer. The year before 08, Timmy battled Kyle Summers to the death. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't have the excuse of a broken heel. He was legitimately just, you know, Tim Ferry, factory Cowie rider. And he beat Kyle Summers, but he told me that he the whole time he was wondering who the hell this guy is, and it was a battle to the death of like seventh or eighth or something. I don't know, but yeah, that's 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 Kyle Summers, everybody. No, I remember that, and I remember you loving the fact that you knew there was no chance that Timmy knew who this guy was, and then the oh, fact yeah. that he said he didn't know who the guy was yeah. it just made your. I think it made your year. Yeah, actually. yeah, it, it probably did. I mean, it really did, right? Um, all right, Lit Kid Award. What do you what do you got? I, I you got I got mine, but you guys go ahead. It's a real low pointing gear, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, even the Fox gear to me does not look good, and that's rare that Fox even has missteps. There's just too much going on on Dunge's gear, on Tedesco's gear. So I'm just looking for the cleanest thing. Uh, Alpine Stars looks like a, a McDonald's hamburger. The it's Alpine Stars bad, dude. It's, it's bad. It's sort of less he has. So to me, the only gear that's like. It doesn't have much going on, so they can't ruin it. Is Chad's Thor gear? So I'm just going to go with that. You're not going to like mine. I uh, I agree that Fox was a little busy in 09, but I really like the Geico Fox setup. The, that Fox gear with the shoey helmet, uh, for some reason to me, that just popped. I liked it. Now it looked like Geico. They were all black bikes with yellow riding. This was a special one-off race for them. It looked like to me. Did you guys notice that? 
I thought they were that the most of that year, right? Because Blair didn't Blair during Supercross wasn't his bike black with the yellow? Was it okay? I was wondering. I I thought it was a different look for him, but maybe. But not. then you're right though, because Trey got hurt at High Point the week before, and that was on a red bike, I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe they switched it up. I also was a fan. Again, I don't think anyone's going to agree with me, but because No Fear was way past his prime by this point, but JG's uh, that baby blue and white No Fear still looked pretty sick. Yeah, it did look good. I did notice that. I'll give you that. That was like the only No Fear gear that looked good by 09 because it dropped after that, I think. Can we can we go with Shorty or no? No. Sh- no. Okay, all right. <laughs> Moving no. on. Uh, no? I did find Is that a- your pick, Steve? No? Kind of. looked really good. Okay. Also, remember 09. This is another one that MX Sports took over, and they changed a bunch of stuff. This is when they were allowing like the almost no number on the side panel yeah. to – yeah. Sponsors on there. Yeah, the bikes look odd when you look oh, back. Should we bring that back? You like it? I like it. It's cool. I, I like it for the point of the idea number. was that you could get logos on there. Yeah, everyone knows what number everyone is. I mean, nowadays they're doing team releases. Guys having the wrong number. Uh, I hope TK listens to this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. I'm not sure. No, it's a running. It's a running joke. Me and TK have, but okay. But they had like what, like four inch high numbers on the side panels on the bikes that year and yeah that looks sick yeah okay. I, I like it anything that's helping them sell sponsorships i think is cool yeah okay shit kid award yeah i'm going to desco like the dude i don't know he's got skeletons or really old, old writing on it old english writing it looks like he has some praying mantises on there i, I don't know what's going on yeah i, I have no idea i'm uh, going uh pc thor gear they wore the same gear yeah, for like yeah. 11 years <laughs> That's an easy one. Yeah. yeah. It was like the lower line Thor's, the phase gear, too. And then I don't think this had sublimation back then in 09. Was sublimation around? Because. Yeah. Had to be. Well, because Tedesco's jersey just looks like a. It's all black and white, you know, with disgusting stuff all over it. This was also. Was I at Transworld this year, Weege? 09? No, I think that was 10. 10, I got in trouble from Fox. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not happy with me in, in 2010. But. So, and then Tedesco's jersey just looks like a giant iron-on folded and slapped on the front of red and blue and yellow, Red Bull Honda. Like, it's just, it's all, it's so, it's so wrong, all of it. Yeah, the Red Bull patches, I remember, it did look like an iron-on. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was. They have some made of jerseys in 09, though, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, right now in our group text, by the way, people who are listening Coop, Phil, Rarick are all going off about Phil being a factory fill-in rider for Tommy Searle, so that that's great. Um, well, the incredible trivia that I did not realize Phil was actually number 175, which was always known as Cooper Webb's number growing up, so Coop is having a field day. <laughs> he actually was. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, having a field day over the fact that Phil was running his number. Okay, so shit kit, uh, Weege, what was yours? Uh, I, I guess I'll go with the I guess I'll go with the Alessi um, oh, mustard ketchup combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, where's JT award? Uh, well, our guy JT goes uh, twenty one sixteen on the DNA Energy BTO Sports Honda. And when I asked him about his thoughts on that race, he said that bike can burn in hell. All right, so that's <laughs> that's what we got. So. Um, all right, the Jacob Marsak Award on the late re-raceables for rider who did the best that you never realized. We actually have Jacob Marsak in this race. 26-36 uh, for Jacob. So not a great day. Not like they told That had to be about the end of the line for him, right? 
I don't know. Maybe. I don't think he raced much longer after that. So, my Jacob Marsak Award winner was going to be Roberto Castro. 16-15 for Costa Rica's Ricky Carmichael. I Really? Yeah. I don't know. That would be my Jacob Marsak Award. Weege? Yeah, that was going to be mine. I oh. mean, how can you argue that? Hey, Barrick, is this an era when guys were going down to those Costa Rica races in the summer to make money? Um, that's how I know about Roberto Castro because my buddy's the one that organized all that. But it would have been a little after. So yeah, that was, they started uh, going down there in like 12, 12 and 13. That was Nick Way and uh, Nichols. Bowers. Bowers. Um, yeah, all of that. Well, what I was getting at is, was it like, this is the guy we got to beat? Uh, yes, that's what I was told. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's like the goat of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the guy. We're bringing in Americans to try to take down. Roberto, Roberto Castro. Roberto Castro, yeah. Yep. Uh, Weed, do you have anybody else? Uh, I'm actually going to go with England, the 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 island or the United Kingdom, Britain. Mm-hmm. They have third from Tommy Searle. They have, uh, this has to be their best day in American motocross ever. They have Stephen Clark getting 17th. And there's one other in here. There's three. Oh, well, we got Max. Anstey's in the mix. Oh, Anstey, oh. yeah. A rare, yeah, that's right. Anstey got 11th. That is a rare – whatever happened to Anstey that year outdoors, I don't get it. He was actually – he was always better at Supercross, even though you would think like, well – That yeah. was the year he rode the KTM, but under J-Law's rig, the AMPM. Remember that? Anstey did? Yes, because he, he was – okay, so 09, he was in B class at Oak yep. Hill because I was uh-huh. B. It was him and Jason were KTM amateurs. They had a big – I don't know. They got into it that week at Oak Hill. And that was when they announced they Jason were Jason Anderson. Jason Anderson, yeah. Y- yes. Yeah. And that's when they announced that uh, they were changing the rule for 2010. You couldn't get a pro license until you're 18 because they wanted kids to finish school. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was brief. And, that was brief. It never he, actually fully came to be. No. And, I don't why, and why did it never happen? Because I have my theory on it as Alan Cien Cerrillo was like, well, we'll just take Adam to the GPs. Well, yeah, that's what I think. Adam was still on an 80 in 09. I know, but they were saying, like, okay, we'll have to go to GPs. Okay, well, anyway. Anyways, Anson yeah. was big class at Oak Hill and Lake Whitney, and then he went and signed up for Glen Helen because he wanted, I, I don't know, something with the age and the pro license. So he went pro way earlier than he should have. And he actually wasn't that, he was pretty solid that summer. I do not remember Max Anstey riding AM, PM, KTM under Yeah, number, one, number one nineteen. <laughs> yes, and then he rode in 2010. He rode for Star, and did he po- – no, he didn't podium. He, he did good at one race, though. Uh-huh. He did good yeah. in Supercross. He was pretty promising in Supercross. Then outdoors was bad, and then he disappeared. Yep, but that's um, one. Yep. This year, 09, he, he should have still been in the B class. So his, for going pro, he really wasn't bad. But, so uh, Cyril getting third and Anstey getting 11th and Stephen Clark getting 17th. I don't remember any of those results for either of those three. So that's a Jacob Marsak award for sure. Well, since Steve took mine with Castro, that's who I, was, who, uh, I think is the obvious choice here. You just made me think of another one, Weed. You skipped over him. Luke George. I had no idea who Luke George was, but I Googled him. and He's he, Australian, uh, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. He's Australian. His entry just here just says Salamander Bay. It doesn't say where he's from. <laughs> this is the great Weege and I and JT had a lot of fun with the entry lists back around this era. <laughs> yeah, so Salamander Bay, I didn't know what that was, but I Googled him, and uh, yeah, I guess he was a good pro in Australia. I should ask Chad who Luke George is. I've never heard of him. 
Hmm. I like how Metcalf Metcalf is listed as only from Australia in the results, but Luke George is listed only from Salamander Bay, but not Australia, but no town for Metcalf. Yeah, Luke George wasn't. This was his only. uh, This was his only race here, and he was pretty good. Yeah. Yes, 17-17, 16th overall. Wow. He only did one race? I think he did some super crosses. I feel like Luke George did some super crosses. No? Maybe maybe didn't make the main. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the racing, re-raceable categories. Uh, what a race. From the 250s to the 450s to the Alessi JG to the lights <laughs> to Fro, Fro having seizures. Fro having seizures in the booth. Um, yeah. Is this uh, who's pit reporter? I didn't even see a pit reporter. All all the races I watched. Is this it was Aaron Bates. Aaron Bates. Yeah, Bates. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that race was exciting. Very very cool to go back and watch that. I yeah. remember watching it when it happened, but over time I did forget how uh, how epic it was. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Uh, like I said, six guys within six seconds uh, <laughs> in the finish of the two fifties is just well. I think what we each said it it, it the power. That is sucked at altitude, and then you add in the smooth track, and they're wide open everywhere, and that's it. Dude, that had to be so sketchy going that fast at night, especially the second moto. Dunge and Porcel were going so fast, and it, it, oh. it really—I've never really—I don't remember ever seeing Dungey on the edge ever, and that might have been the closest you ever get to seeing Dungey maybe riding on his edge. He—he he was sending it, and we had a gate bounce. Just to add to everything. Yes. Yeah, how is that? Yeah. Porcel did get hosed, man. That should have been red flagged. We each probably told him not to. We just probably in the booth being like, no, no, keep it going. Oh, yeah, I'm always, uh, you know, I didn't like French guys. I just wanted the American to win. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 probably. It's probably we just fault. Uh, we just yep. fault, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Thank you, boys, uh, for joining uh, in Great Race. Seth Rarick, Jason Wygant, Liet Re-Raceables. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to do 09 Anaheim. Also, JG's first, four, first, t- first race is a full-time 450 guy. And he wins, and then he never wins again. We probably won't have JG on the show, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that one too. I think another. another. Yeah, why? What, what's the beef there, Steve? He, he he never he's never liked me. I I criticized him when he was on two fifty class because I, I felt like he rode like a dick a lot of times. Like just even in practice, he would just take dudes out and take guys high, and like there was this whole era. Like if you remember, like JG Hanny. Um, Somebody else in there in the mix, they just rode Barsha like they're just they just rode like assholes. <laughs> I felt like, anyways, in Supercross a lot of times, and I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like they would lap a guy and just take him out. You know, you're just like, really? What? Why? So they didn't like when I said that kind of stuff. So you did not I love question how you throw that Barsha there. He's still racing. Oh. And Barsha's still racing, yes. Yeah. yeah, I love how you throw that in there like he's in the Haney, Haney era. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we're getting old, man. These, these guys. Yeah. Uh, like, Barsha's 30, right? 30, 31? 31. We're the same age. Yeah, 31. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Uh, thanks, boys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, glad you enjoyed it. Thanks to David Claybaugh for jumping in as well, uh, the owner of Lakewood, to tell us about the uh, the reason behind the lights. And uh, till next time. Thanks, boys. All right. Thanks, yeah. Ed. Yeah.